Welcome everybody to the first ever podcast that we have ever recorded. We procrastinate about this, but it is about time that we put our money where our mouths were. Well, actually, we didn't tell anybody this, but at least we've started, right? For those of you who don't know, my name is Joe Alexander. I'm a creative photographer and a creative filmmaker in Dubai. I'm also co-owner, co-creator of Resonate, and this is... Hi, my name is Nick, and as Joe said, we work as a team. Resonate is the name R-S-M-A, don't miss that. And yeah, we're going to start off with the new season of podcast and uh, this would be our first episode. And uh, speaking about that, like, why podcast? Podcast. So we, we as, as the pandemic started, we, we always thought about, you know, putting out more content because mm. we had the time to start putting out content. But um, in the last couple of weeks, we've seen we starting getting busy and then content started suffering and even the Instagram, right? You were posting one post, at least a minimum of one post every day. Mm. And that became one post every two days, then one post every three days, one post every four days. And now we are literally at no post a week. <laughs> but if I have to ask, like, why the delay in you know, posting stuff out. Is there something that's been happening behind or is it a delay that the creative blocks or creative challenges that are facing or is it a completely different uh, excuse <laughs> that comes along <laughs> with it? See, it all comes down to procrastination again, right? Mm -hmm. uh, at the moment, we're trying to do a lot of things with the content we're doing. The focus of the content we're trying to put out is completely mm -hmm. changed. We are targeting what we want to create yeah. with and who we want to create it with. So because we're doing that, the content that we're producing is basically uh, TVCs, films and stuff. So just working on that is putting a lot of strain and we need to focus based on what are we actually trying to put out versus what we need to put out. <laughs> Does that make sense? It's just like... <laughs> If I may uh, understand it correctly, it's just like finding the time and balance between both the things of what you actually need to do in terms of you know, money-making business exactly. and what you are really fond about, what you really are passionate about. So like, why do you want to start the podcast if I have to ask the same question? Like, if, if that's something that you want to do and you know hopefully continue doing that yeah. so why why podcast like every single one of them is doing that and uh, some of them are like I've heard a few of them like doing hours and hours of uh, podcast like who listens to uh, I'm sure they listen to the double of speed that you know what the original thing is but again for me to you like why podcast why did you choose this medium so for me when I listen to podcasts my uh, attention span for podcasts is mm. 30 minutes. Mm. So my hope for this podcast also would be roughly around the 20-30 minutes marks just so that it stays relevant and it's, it has is impactful. Mm. Uh, not saying that we will not be ranting and talking about ridiculous nonsense over here but mm. as much as possible we want to keep it relevant and in the 20-30 minute mark. Now the reason why I wanted to do podcasts was to create shorter little bit nuggets. What I found was when I talk to the camera, normally looking at the camera and just speaking to the camera every time, it's a little bit more harder for me to relate to the camera. Mm. But when I'm speaking with you or with somebody else, it's much more easier to just go into flow. It becomes natural. It becomes much natural. And it also gives me the practice to 
be able to converse with somebody mm. everybody knows this pandemic <laughs> the amount of people that we've been speaking to has been very very little mm. yeah so we have like a 2 meter distance over here safe space roughly roughly 2 meters guarantee <laughs> yeah it's 2 meters bro mm. like we're five hand space so yeah so that's that's the reason why so we want to, i want to create like shorter content forms that we can put out on instagram and stuff so okay. even if we do edit this out mm. uh we're going to keep it very simple shoot it as is mm. no flat no law profiles uh just 1080 or 4k so that we just have enough to just cut and put out cool uh if i want to like ask you to elaborate on it like what is this podcast going to include going for a long time So our expertise is definitely filmmaking. Mm-hmm. So that is going to be like the number one topic that we speak about filmmaking. Okay. Uh, apart from filmmaking, we will get back into a little bit of photography because mm-hmm. that's where you started. That's where I started. Yeah. Uh, and a little bit of photography, maybe um speaking a little bit about developing yourself as creatives mm-hmm. and uh the business of creative being a creative in business. Yeah. It has its challenges as well because every one in this current situation has been facing a lot of uh because like there is restrictions of first and foremost spending money on what you the corporate world wants to do about it and stuff and basic uh in short like there's a lot more competition and less jobs available out there right now and when there are so many talents out there how do we try to survive how do we come up better than Absolutely. the other it's it's a contest that uh, of survival of the fittest <laughs> to put it in a better way so how does it help you to generate uh a, a value that you can add to this podcast in speaking about filmmaking and other prospects what can they expect differently from you know the other podcasts out there what value can we get on table for viewers to there's very few podcasts that are regionally based around mm. filmmaking or even developing as a creative i think um, the one thing i found very helpful for me was just being around people from different creative aspects mm. uh, like we've met so many different people in the last couple of weeks yeah. even months yeah. and if we were busy like how we were we wouldn't have met them mm. like uh, the other day uh, sorry what two months back when we went and we were shooting with Uh, at SCS mm. sound check sessions we met up with uh, people like Marianne Oliver Nadal and yeah. just just deal with myself on Nadal that was we knew that was we knew but yeah. uh, you know just meeting and just opening ourselves to uh, being with different people the way they think mm. the professionalism that they show yeah. so it was it was an interesting take so a lot of people are not a lot of creatives are not exposed to that mm. and i believe that the podcast being open and being actually able to leave out secrets or you know just keep that whole for well, i i know this this is my trick mm. and i will do it for myself i'm not going to share it i yeah. don't have that kind of aspect in my head when i'm doing these things mm. it's open to anybody else because that tells that if i'm ready to tell everybody the tricks that i'm doing mm. i have to level up after that yeah and if i level up raise up get, yeah if i raise the bar for myself yeah i'm going to be better and better and better yeah. but if i'm going to be in that place of oh this is the one thing i learned um uh, it's like uh filmmaking right mm. the was the biggest the the cheat in films that we see 
they use like an orange light and they put the the temperature on their cameras down and they get mm. this filmic kind of look and mm. everyone's thinking how do we get this teal orange look in camera mm. let, let me just download a lot but this yeah. is a simple lighting technique yeah. and that's how they get a film look and here we're trying oh let's get the sam colder look let's get the matt como look mm. so getting rid of those secrets and always pushing the bar for us mm. so this is going to be open if people have questions we'll find out the answers and we'll give the answers out yeah. more than anything else i'm more excited about getting people on board on mm. this and uh just being raw um un- unfiltered yeah i like that like but i had two questions like when <laughs> you, you said too many questions <laughs> too, not many uh, in terms of what you're talking about is one is what keeps other creatives from you know collaborating with uh, you know different people or like you said you had an opportunity to work with soundtrack session and you got to meet different people in the mm. same industry as well and we learned quite a lot of i was there as well we learned quite a lot of but from that experience that we 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 came we, we met up with different people as well and like minded as well as creative people as well and it gives us another like hey sometimes like our egoistic nature like keeps us from here and i know everything but when you put yourself out there being vulnerable learn more and see how people actually are you know growing it keeps you actively you know pursuing okay this is i know and this is i need to be kind of exactly. level as well but is it like like what if if i'm talking to from a creative perspective what is it that probably if you would think that holds you back from you know engaging from other creatives and you know i i'll do it my way and mm-hmm. i want to do it this way only i don't care about you know the sam colder style and all those things so put a lot on it put a lot on it like again then you are being somebody else and you're not being yourself you're not being authentic you're not trying something different you just want to copy something else yeah. so uh what holds them back from being creative creative or collaborative both go hand in hand basically so i think the first part the collaborative part you answered yourself mm. like the whole ego part right mm. it's when we come to a point where we look at ourselves and say oh i know everything i don't need to learn anymore mm. and because i don't need to learn anymore i don't need to collaborate with somebody mm. like every project that we've collaborated with whether we've got paid for it or not got paid for it mm. but we have learned something there has been some kind of learning in it mm. whether it's with the attitude of people whether it's how to deal with people whether it's let's do this differently in this particular shoot mm. there's always some learning that comes and when you go into a shoot knowing exactly what's going to happen mm. there's two things that can happen one you will do exactly what you plan to do mm. and mess out on completely some doing something different mm. and two you you just be limiting yourself to going above and beyond the bar. Yeah. Right? So we have been doing fitness for trainers, fitness trainers where we are doing different kind of uh trainers like we did yoga, we did uh, pilates, all in all. Oh, everything. So in every every time that we've gone, mm. we've always found that there's something different about it. Whether mm. it's with the angle, whether the place, whether the people, how yeah. do you deal with it? If we said, okay, fine, we don't want to deal with this guy because mm. he didn't speak well, or yeah. she didn't speak well, or she didn't exercise well, it, we are limiting ourselves to get the best out of that situation and the best out of ourselves and that person. Yeah. Right. Um, like the last person we we did, this was the first time she ever was on camera, first time she was ever speaking in front of camera, mm. and she learned a lot. 
If we did not collaborate with her, mm. even though we got paid, I'm still using it, we didn't collaborate with her, mm. she wouldn't be able to train herself, she wouldn't be able to grow. Yeah. And we wouldn't know how to instruct somebody who's very new to, to filming. Yeah. So it's it's a very simple thing. It's it's how we start, where we start. It's also about like uh, when you collaborate, you get not just ideas as well, but you value, you get your values as well. And that builds yourself as well, as well as you build up relationships with, with different people mm-hmm. as well at the same time. And that goes a long way, you know, in this current industry that we work in, because we are always, you know, backing up with, with different people that, hey, you need help, we are here, you know. We push each other up and, uh, you know, work together as a team and uh, growing from that place and that goes a long way. A second question to add to that, <laughs> same thing is, are we expecting more people to come on this podcast down the line? Yes, we are, we are. So, uh, like I said, most of the things that we do revolve around filmmaking. Collaborating, sorry. <laughs> The, most of the things that we do revolve around filmmaking, mm-hmm. so we'll try and get people in that particular niche. But what I do want to limit it uh, to is just filmmakers. So mm-hmm. we have somebody who is a professional sound person who's going to be coming on board. We have somebody who is into creative marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just people that can help other creatives. Yeah, yeah. Um, There might be things for business people to learn this as well. Mm-hmm. So anything that we can just help people, we'll, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was something I wanted to, to touch on before you change the question. I, I can't remember what it is. If I remember, I'll come back to it. Sweet. So how long have you been doing what you do, like in terms of filmmaking, photography? So I started filmmaking. Let me back that up. My professional career started mm-hmm. off in 2010. By professional, I mean I'm actually getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. And that started in 2010. I started as a photographer and then I grew into being a filmmaker as well. What made you change the line from photography to filmmaking? To be honest, being me, I got bored. <laughs> uh, I felt that I felt there was an importance of creating stories. Mm. And uh, there was only so much you can create stories with photography. Mm. And when I looked into the medium of this filmmaking, watching movies, it was just, it was very inspiring mm. to see how stories are actually being able, how people are able to connect with stories yeah. in moving images, right? A picture will hold your memory for a thousand years because a picture, uh, like the Mona Lisa, is there for years and years, hundreds of years. I don't know when it was created, it was in color. <laughs> uh, so a picture will hold your hold your memories, but a moving image will just last you a lifetime. And now because everything is digital, mm-hmm. it can be seen five years down the line, ten years down the line, fifty years down the line. It could be a legacy that you leave behind for somebody else to see. Yeah. Like I'm sure these vlogs, not only will I be watching it another five years, mm-hmm. like Danny watches it, my son watches it. He watches and he tries to copy it. Yeah. What about his son? So that my grandson, my great grandson, mm. my great 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 grandson. Mm. Uh, so it's it's those kind of things that make me made me think. Let's try and push the bar on creativity and just opening your opening that can of worm, mm. the the Pandora's box into filmmaking. There's just so much that you have to learn. Yeah. You start off as a photographer and the, again, it's the ego mindset, right? Mm. 
you think you know everything and when you open this Pandora's box of being a filmmaker, there's just so much more to learn. There's yeah. so much more to learn and every day we are learning something new. Whether it is how to shoot, uh, what frame rates to use, mm. simple things, the basics. There is just a world of learning under something. Yeah. And I think that's one one reason why I said, let me not just be limited to this creative box of photography. Let mm. me try and push the bar up. Now what we have done is we've incorporated photography with filmmaking and that's what we're putting out. Mm. That's why we're doing stop motion, which is basically sh pictures, shots of pictures, short pictures. How do you say it properly? <laughs> stop motion. <laughs> stop motion. But those are pictures mm. that we're making movies out of. Yeah. Yeah. As, as a basic filmmaker uh, knows that one frame is... 24. No, actually I got it wrong. <laughs> one second <laughs> is 24, 24 frames. frames. Which means it is 24 images mm. in one second. Yeah. So if I can take 24 pictures and put it in succession, mm. put it on our NLE, which is our editing programs, uh, Premiere Pro for us. Sorry, Final Cut users. Sorry, Apple people. I don't hate Apple, I just don't use Apple. Um, and we put it over there, we just take the whole photography thing that we had a passion about and we bring it to filmmaking and we're just mixing it together. Yeah. And when you collaborate that with some great animators and just great sound artists, you're just having this mishmash of creative talent just out there. That's cool. Uh, you spoke about inspiration, that like you want to create product that are inspiring for other people to, you know, look into, to watch. Uh, what motivates Joe? What inspires Joe? Is there any particular thing or is a particular person or it's just you collect your inspiration from all kind of points? I do collect a lot of inspiration from different points, different streams. Uh, that that keeps me going, mm. I would say that. Um, being part of what works today helps me from a business perspective. But I think from a personal level, mm. it's definitely a lot of faith-based inspirations mm. that comes out of just my faith, uh, just being a Christian. And uh, that's what storytelling is for me as well. The whole mm. basis of our storytelling depends on three things. Like the Christian values of three things are uh, spirit, soul and body. Mm. Right? What is the spirit of the film that you're making? What is the soul of the film making? What is the body? Body is a structure. Spirit is what is the emotion you're trying to evoke. Mm. And soul is what is your story? Ideas. What is the story? So it's story, uh, structure. I forgot one more. <laughs> so body. <laughs> so it's 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 a story, structure, and your emotions. That's good. Uh, the other question I wanted to ask is... How many questions do you have, bro? I should be asking you what questions. What was the most interesting project that you have worked on so far? There have always been some really interesting... The one that stands out. I honestly cannot put my finger on it, but um, I think the, the most interesting one is the one that you have not worked on yet. Mm. I would say it's something that you are proud of that you have done in the past. Let me narrow the, the frame for you. So you'll be like, okay, this one. 
It's going to be a hard one to put a finger on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Dancers in the City. That was a creative mishmash of just the dancers around Dubai. Uh, creators in the City was something that pushed us to be storytellers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have to say one of those. Okay, which one of those? Don't do this. That will come down to two, right? <laughs> um, I'll go with Creators in the City just because it pushed us to be storytellers. That's good. Uh, what makes it memorable? Why Creators in the City? Why did you choose Creators in the City <laughs> or dancers? Because we had dancers in that. <laughs> but one. apart from dancers, we also had a lot of other creators. So mm. we had a photographer, we had in... Uh, different from different fields, creatives from different fields. Creatives from all over the, all over the world, not all over the world, all... Mixed all nationalities as well, but mixed based in Dubai. Yeah. So there were different nationalities, uh, we didn't... Did we get an Indian on that at all? I don't think we did, did an Indian on that. Mm. Most of the nationality, not all of the nationality. Yeah. yeah. We, sh- we needed to get an Indian, but um, we didn't. Um, we did stop that. Mm. We had, we went, what, seven episodes yeah. and we stopped it. Um, I want to revive it. I guess once we have a little bit of hope, once we, once we finish the hope series, maybe we can start reviving that. Cool. I wanted to do Dancer City as a recurring thing, so it was Dancer City 2019. We wanted to do 2019. It was 2019. We shot in 2018, released in 2019. We shot at the end of 2019 and then we released it at. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's another reason why I love podcasts. You can just be yourself. You can you can do beeps and stuff. Although I don't cuss a lot, I do have a few cuss words that come every now and then. And you're mm-hmm. like, Joe, what are you saying? Yeah. Somebody has to keep it in check. That's uh, why I love you, bro. <laughs> can I ask you a question? What's the dream project that you would want to go? Damn! Look look at the amount of questions he's no, got. Look at, the, look at the amount of questions he's got. What is a dream project that you would want to work on uh, somewhere down the line? Um, so I have a bucket list of things I want to do. Mm. What and, um, So the one that is on top is basically I want to shoot uh, a ballerina mm. in a bridal dress. A ballerina in a bridal dress. Okay. A ballerina. So somebody who is a ballet dancer mm. in okay. a bridal dress. In a bridal dress in Times Square. With a red dress. <laughs> Is it right? Is it right? Your clothes. With with colored hair. No, not with colored hair. I didn't I didn't No, not red. You want multicolor? Any color. Any color. Uh, with colored hair, with tattoos, in Times Square doing uh, that you know split jump. In a bridal dress. In a bridal dress. Okay, interesting. Cool. I hope one day you will get there. Uh, you've got one questions. last question that I have for <laughs> dude. You today. just say like, uh, what makes Joe stand out from the rest of the creators out there? What is different that Joe gets on the table that others? It's not like I'm trying to compare you with other people, but I'm, I want to see like 
What's the difference in Joe and what's the difference in other people? I don't think anybody is different. Uh, I believe everybody is the same. We are all created equal. It is just how we put out our stuff out there every time. Um, it'll be really unfair of me to say that I am the best because I'm still learning, I'm still developing, mm. I'm still open to be corrected. Creatively. Uh, I know uh, not personality-wise, everyone's different. Everyone has their own approach and outlook. But uh, creatively as well as on human grounds as well, <laughs> uh, to make it sound politically right. <laughs> How is Joe Alexander different from XYZ out there in this field? See, this is why I love podcasts. He did not prepare me for these questions. I am just, I just have to go on this on a limb. Um, like, I, I'll stick to what I said earlier. I am not different than anybody else. Mm. What, what I do have, I've got a tenacity of just keeping on pushing no matter what happens, like the pandemic hit and we just kept pushing out. Yeah, I spent about a month, month and a half Netflix and chilling and procrastinating, hoping things to get better. Things didn't change. Mm. And I knew that time that things may never change but I have to change. Yeah. I have to evolve, I have to jump out of the box and that's when we came across, uh, that's when we shifted our mindset into trying and getting different kind of businesses, mm. trying to see the content that we had. We jumped on LinkedIn. We never, I never posted anything on LinkedIn. My, um, I think LinkedIn, what, what I found out was LinkedIn was one of the best places that our content actually performed, mm. where I got even much more hits or virality than Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all put together. That's good. Cool. Uh, so LinkedIn was somewhere, something definitely interesting that we experimented with. It mm. worked well. Um, do I see a future in LinkedIn? Definitely. It just depends on how we mm. go out on LinkedIn. But um, so I think for me, being a creative and just comparing myself to others, I just like to push the bar. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying that others don't, but mm. I just like pushing the bar and, and I love people who push me to push the bar all the time. That's good. Sorry. That's, I that's, that's <laughs> actually the way to look forward, right? It's like, be inspired, don't, uh, you know, copy someone. Mm. Like, hey, get inspired by different people and, you know, try to do something completely different, completely what is you, but get it, you, we all need inspiration somewhere or the other. And if it's in you, it is in you. If it's not you, go out there and you know get inspired and then Absolutely. get your focus right on what you really need to do. But like, as I mentioned before as well, like we need to raise, as you mentioned actually as well, like we need to raise up bars keep sharing our ideas and that's where you keep pushing yourself to do something different every single time as well. And uh, yeah, that's the only things that I had in mind against you. So one of the questions you asked me was about collaborating and something else. And we spoke about why collaboration. Mm. Uh, the one of the points I wanted to say before you cut me off <laughs> with another so question. You remember. Yeah, uh, okay. was the, the reason I love collaborating so much mm. is because you, first of all, you get exposed to different people, right. different levels of professionalism, and the different learnings that you get just with hanging out with them yeah. is, is crazy. So I would 
I would I love to collaborate with people. I love to work with people who think differently. Yeah. Uh, whether I'm directing it or somebody else is directing it, doesn't matter as mm-hmm. long as as long as you you build a relationship and you learn something new from that person. Like everybody will learn something different. But the major thing that people don't understand that collaboration gives you is your networking. You're able to network with other like-minded creatives. Mm-hmm. And if you have a good relationship with them, you're able to get new jobs because of them. Yeah. Like uh, for example, we did that thing with SCS mm-hmm. and we built a relationship with people over there and because of the good relationship that we built, mainly mostly the good relationship that you built, <laughs> uh, they 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 approached us for different opportunities mm-hmm. that came through, right? Yeah. And they recommend you because you've done such a good job. Yeah. Um, the the problem i see with a lot of people doing collaboration is if they go into this mindset of i'm doing this and i'm not getting paid mm-hmm. so let me give a half-hearted effort the whole reason you collaborated is going down the drain yeah. because one you're not giving a full effort you're not giving your best you're not raising the bar yeah. two if that person comes across an opportunity why would they need to hire you yeah. because you give uh, half-hearted effort into it yeah. they she might have worked with somebody else before and like okay fine let me give it to somebody else yeah. let me not give it to uh, xyz let me give it to abc because he did such a better job on it yeah. and this fits what he did so much more perfectly yeah. so you build you build relationship up sure. um, it pisses me off when people go on facebook groups nagging no no not nagging about no but no I'm just I'm just talking it pisses me off from a point of when people go on Facebook group mm. and say hey I I want to collaborate with mm. a photographer and uh, because I'm a makeup artist or I'm a model and they don't want to build relationships mm. right why the only reason we post out jobs for other other people is when we don't have that criteria filled mm. now if i know if i want to collaborate with a photographer and both of us are busy on something say we need somebody to do behind the scene photography mm. i know people i can get on board mm. right and what happens when we get these people on board if we are getting paid we make sure that they get paid but uh when we are not getting paid and they help us we are able to get these guys because we know their work yeah. we know what they are capable of we know that niche that they are in say yeah. they may be in events they may be in fashion may they may be in food mm. and we can get them on board for a paid project yeah. i rather go with a relationship mm. than put put something on a facebook group and like look for somebody else yes. right people you can rely on it's not always about uh when you say right it's not always about uh, what you get but it is also equally important that what you give hmm. into a relationship and in, in terms of collaboration as well Absolutely. so it's it's not about hey what is it in for me how much am i getting paid but what is the value that you're getting to the relationship as well and that's why collaboration goes a long way but people try to tend to get it the wrong approach towards so it's like at times people use a swear word let's collaborate and i'll give you credits yeah my my only rule is this if i'm getting paid and if i get somebody else on the job mm. uh for a reason he needs to get paid or she needs to get paid yeah. and that's the rule that i follow in collaboration as well mm. if there if 
if a company comes to me and says, hey, I want to collaborate with you because we are launching a product mm. and we are going to make money from the sales of this product. Mm. That's not a collaboration. That's a paid job. Yeah. yeah? And you literally are working for free. Mm. You would do it for free if you don't have a portfolio. Mm. You would do it for free if you don't have self-respect or self-value yeah. uh, so that you know where you can value yourself. Mm. I'm not saying from a bad negative perspective, but you need to know what's your value based on what you have shot. Yeah. yeah, You've not done that before. Okay, I need to value myself in this line. Like we did food, we have never done food. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I'm not a food photographer. Mm. I, I hate food photography. But there was something about the creative element of shooting food mm. in film and stop motion that attracted me. Mm. And that's what excited me. Yeah. Right? So if I, if I have to do food photography, I still would say no. Yeah. Uh, but if I have to do food filmmaking, mm. if there's a lot of creative elements that I love about it, then I will jump on board. Yeah. Now, I know there are people, I know people, I know photographers mm. who are food-based photographers. And if we get hired for a project which has both food mm. photography and videography, I can't concentrate on doing both. Yeah. Right? So I need to get somebody who is a good food photographer who I know will come on board. I need a good food stylist who yeah. I know will come on board. But these are people that I've worked with. Yeah. Right? They help me. And that's why I give back by helping them mm. when they need it. Yeah. Naturally, it's, when we had the collaboration, everyone got some It's kind about of creating trust as well. And Absolutely. Rely on, okay, hey, I know this person, I work with it. Mm. They get value. It's not just about the money and what they can do out of it. And that goes a long way. Uh, yeah, uh, that was it from me. And... Uh, Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> Dude, you, you do know that this was something that we both are doing together. <laughs> but thank you so much for speaking out your heart and uh, reaching out uh, to different creatives. And uh, I hope this inspires them and what we have in store for them over the next podcast will be more valuable for them as well. As much as it will be for us. Funny enough, I just crossed the first thing I said we're not going to do. We went over 35 minutes. <laughs> I'm sure we can cut some. No, then, <laughs> so this has no cuts. This has yeah. no cuts. Apart from that one mess up where I didn't, it was my fault. It was my fault. I didn't check the batteries on the recorder and it stopped recording. Apart from that, I think I think we did a good job. It was mm. great. Uh, what's a word that we use? A good flow of conversation. Yeah. You did so well. I didn't Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> try and keep it as minimal as possible. But yeah, stay tuned for the next one. We'll be probably having a new guest speaker soon. And I'm sure you'll have a really great time for that as well. So, so that's all from us for now. We will now. see you on the next Unfiltered show very soon. I like Unfiltered. What do you think? No, you, you don't agree. Peace. <laughs> Peace out, guys. <laughs>